3: RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. In a dramatic fashion, dramatic, Dodgers win. They are now, and were, even before the win, the World Series favorites. Next, the Astros, then the Rays, then the Giants. Baker Mayfield, he has it detractors for sure, but maybe there's a reason he hasn't been playing so well. Injury rumors, injury discussions. We got the numbers that say this might be true. Thursday night football, Rams favored by two and a half at Seattle we got one trend that says you've got to play the Rams we got another that says you've got to play Seattle here comes <laughs> a four-hour the Vegas truth covering all that and more
4: you're listening to Fox sports radio, radio. this is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas your host RJ Bell The, the pregame show America has always wanted. I the I the From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
3: You heard it. I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225. FSR stations across this great, great nation. Yes, you got to play Seattle. No, you got to play the Rams. Isn't that the way when it comes to sports betting? And sports bettors, they listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. All right, now we beat the man. That's our goal. But can a fan beat the man? He answers that question. This guy has won four straight props on Thursday night. Before the end of the show, at a random time, (laughs) Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to roll the dice and decide. In fact, we should do that. After the Vegas lead, we'll roll the dice and decide when you give your prop, except we won't tell people when it is. Okay but we'll do it on stream so now no. forget all that we'll do we'll do, do it. It. we we'll 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 feel it 6, like doing it yeah we'll do it at the end of the show 6:45 <laughs> or so eastern the fan who beats the man AJ Hoffman.
6: thanks RJ on a day where the Dodgers survive a real scare we get a better than average Thursday night football game tonight and some major injury news coming out in the NFL what is the Vegas lead
3: now when you went to broadcasting school did I did they say not go to broadcasting school Well, you went to like, you went to like audio taping school. Okay. I mean, what (laughs) what was the technical definition?
6: An audio engineering program. What does your degree say? Audio engineering.
3: Uh, It sounds like there's a lot of like broadcasting in that, right? You're not audio engineering for like, say your kid's birthday party.
6: No, but it was mostly for like, for music. It was like setting up sound for live music. Yeah.
3: So all about projecting out spoken word and instruments to
6: the world. But not my spoken word. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, th- at what point did it sound like a good idea to say, you know, I'm going to take the Thursday night game, which might be the best one of the year, and say, i not bad," or what was your term? "I'm a not a slightly above average." A better
6: than average Thursday night football. That sounds like game. your high
3: school transcript. Slightly above average. Wow. Well, I, th- I thought that was your high school transcript. Well, you know what's funny? Amazingly, that was my <laughs> high school transcript. But we're talking about you right now. What was your GPA in high school? Three. Uh, no way. I, think? I don't believe it. On a what, a scale of seven? Yeah. It was That's <laughs> how we do it in Texas. <laughs> you didn't have a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. And, you were, and then you went to the Army before you were even 17. Like, you were like 16. You had to get a well, special. Seven, I was 17. You had to get like a special discompensation or whatever. It's yeah. I, I mean, the orphanage let you go to the Army that young. It's a confusing background. The nunnery. Got. The Vegas lead <laughs> is the amazing, and I'll say this in quotes, amazing
6: Dodgers victory. Yeah, the Dodgers get one big swing from the Dodgers. Chris Taylor provides a dramatic ending to a fantastic wild card game. The Dodgers win 3-1 over the St. Louis Cardinals.
3: Now, here's my question, because one of the advantages, quite frankly, of doing a show at 6 Eastern, 3 here in Vegas, is a lot of people have had their say already. OK, Jonas and his crew in the morning had their say. Dan Patrick had his say. Colin Cowherd had his. Doug Gottlieb had his, and some other people and other networks had their say. What are we going to say different? Well, we're doing the Vegas perspective. Yes, so okay. Here is the World Series favorites: Dodgers plus two forty, Astros four and a half to one, and that was before today's game. That one's boring. They're <laughs> up big, six nothing. That's even below average. Uh, Rays next six to one. Giants six and a half to one White Sox seven and a half to one Milwaukee eight to one Boston nine to one Braves 11 to one those are the favorites okay we got that done Vegas style I'm gonna pose a different question to you why wasn't what happened yesterday why isn't it something we're gonna remember in five years 10 years, 20 years, 70 years, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant. We all know what I'm saying right there. It was 70 years ago to the year, 51. I'm doing the, yep, 70. I mean, AJ, you were barely born. Barely. (laughs) And to me, I can think of another call that wasn't 70 years ago, and I think you're going to know exactly what it is.
5: In a year that has been so improbable,
0: the impossible has happened.
3: Now, anyone that was even sentient at the time that could even remember it remembers that. If you're a fan, you remember that. Don't I you? don't remember that. You, but you, re, but you know of it. I know of it. it to even do the, how could that be? How old would you have been? Let me see. It was '88. You would have been like nine years old. I was eight years old. It, it, N- nine
6: years old. You wouldn't have... Because rem- your birthday happened a little... No, my birthday... I would have been actually seven. No,
3: you're 41 now, right? hmm And it was 88.
6: I turned eight years old in August of 88. So I would have just turned eight.
3: Exactly. That's what I kept saying. So how how was it that you can't remember the biggest play
6: of... I, like, I was eight years old. You weren't a sports fan as a kid. That's I was a sports I, fan, I but I wasn't listening on the radio to sports either. Wow.
3: Well, there was something called Sports Center at the time that you might even watch. Again, listen, the fact that you weren't a fan, does it of sports doesn't mean you can't be a fan now. I don't know why you're resisting it. but anyone remembers that that is a fan of baseball, even if it's after the fact. Is this one gonna be remembered like that? No. And the question is why not? Is it because oh, RJ, you're cynical. You're saying, you know, when you were younger, it meant something. Now it's just another piece of fodder for your money machine. Well, okay, I hear you. I don't bet a lot on baseball, but I don't think it's that. AJ, you've got a theory.
6: Uh, Two theories, actually. Oh, geez. Let's do one at a time. One at a time. If the if the Cardinals had walked that game off, and which they couldn't have walked it off, but if they had a dramatic home run like that and upset a historically good Dodgers team that everyone seems to think is the World Series favorite now, not the best team in the league, obviously, or they wouldn't be playing in the wild card game, but had they lost that game, had the, the underdog come through, I think it's more memorable. Okay, through all that, you're saying if the underdog comes through, because it's more shocking. Yeah but it's also a wild card game. If that were game 6 of the world but, series. But, but hold remember. on, a,
3: hold on a second. The 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 Bobby Thompson home run, which is more famous than any of them, it's the most famous call in sports history. Giants win the I mean it just is. It that was to get to make the world series. So if the threshold was that it has to be at the highest, le- I mean, the Dodgers, Gibson won was f- game one of the World Series to go up one zero. So there's been times, there's been home runs that won, the, you know, that, that would have won the World Series effectively. So I, I guess my point is I agree, it can't be a regular season game in June or a regular season game in any sport. But I don't think it has to be the seventh game of the World Series to be the most important because Bobby Thompson wasn't even the World Series. But I tend to think you might be on to something about it has to be a shocker. A team winning a game that you expect to win the game, eh, it might be exciting, but it's not a shocker maybe
6: maybe it's that what was your second theory was that it wasn't a, it was in a wild card game like what's the most memorable first round NBA playoff moment
3: I, I don't know what, what's the most memorable any I mean I, I would say this now that we think about it probably the, one of the most famous shots of Jordan's career was over Elo and the Cavs. and that was what like the second round of the playoffs it might have been yeah you don't even remember because no, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter right you you can see the play right now in your head right sure. So I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's like the Malcolm Gladwell theory. You have to pass a th- certain threshold of importance to make it into this group. But once you pass that threshold, I don't know if it matters how far into that you are as much. But I do think you're on to something with the, the underdog. It has to be a shocker. right? When Ali knocked out uh, Foreman, that was a shocker. And especially considering Ali was like a four and a half to one underdog coming in. And it was like Foreman had just knocked Frazier down like six times. Does anyone in the control room have any theories?
4: I think baseball is more of a local sport than it has been in the past. I feel like most sports fans were watching Kirk Gibson when he when he hit that home run. I feel like maybe half the sports fans were worried about baseball last night and half were thinking about Thursday Night Football tonight.
3: Okay. Now that's interesting. Certainly baseball has dropped off in its, I guess, how how pervasive it is in the zeitgeist of sports conversation. It's just not in the fabric of the day-to-day like it used to be for a lot of sports fans. So I agree with that. So let's think, what's an NFL play or an NFL situation that would be like an all-timer, is that at the NFL is bigger than it ever was. We're straight out of Vegas, I'm R.J. Bell. And it's bigger than we it's ever been, so that means if something amazing happens, it should be bigger than it's ever been. So I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm probably forgetting things, but we would say the uh, Atlanta... New England comeback game is one for the ages. Uh, I mean, we're going back now, but you know, I mean, it's 20 years. But I mean, Venetere in that first Super Bowl against the Rams that the Pats won, that kick. I mean, what's some of the
6: big, big music city miracle?
3: Yeah, yeah. But again, that's the question. That was what a first round
6: playoff. It was first round playoff. That's yeah. the question. I mean, that's still memorable. The helmet catch in the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, it feels like the, the Super Bowl you were at, the uh, the yeah, corner of the end zone. And the, and the James Harrison play from that the, one. Yeah, Holmes. So it does. Feel, but I guess
3: maybe my thought is, has any play ever been as big as the Kirk Gibson home run? And I guess football just doesn't lend itself to like a, a walk-offs. right? By definition, there's not walk-offs. A Justin, Justin Tucker, 66-yarder. That's yeah, it. I mean, I, and I got to be honest <laughs> with you is it feels like that probably is the biggest play of the year so far. When it comes to people's memories, it kind of does, and I'm not sure that's wrong. I mean, the funny thing was, and people that grew up in the '80s, you—if you didn't grow up in the '80s, and mostly you didn't—just mathematically, you don't—you lose sight of how important NFL films was pre-ESPN. Before ESPN was as prominent, you know, and it got very prominent in the late '80s when they got the NCAA tournament or some of the early rounds into the early 90s and Dan Patrick and obviously Oberman and the big show that that kind of growth period before that it was you watched the you know the famous voice of the voice of God of the uh, Super Bowl recaps you know they have a little half hour syndicated Super Bowl th- and then there was like the greatest plays this that. and the Dempsey 63 yarder was one of the biggest plays in NFL history because it was captured in such a way on the film, that it just was super dramatic. And having that, that's only been tied. It's pretty amazing. If I'm not mistaken, Dempsey still had to tie the record till Tucker, right? It was 63, Mm -hmm. I think, multiple people. So that's an amazing play. I just feel like that to some degree, we're in a disposable society. That something like that Bobby Thompson call and that is a famous call, the Giants win the pennant, but actually they say less than 10% of people heard that call because it was the first national game ever broadcast in any sport, they're saying. Well, or maybe the first baseball, I'm not sure of that, but I don't know, nothing was bigger than baseball. So, and the reason and there was like all kind of different syndicators of it that each had their own announcer and then you know and then there was the local radio for both the Dodgers and the Giants in that game so there was like seven different calls on I was going to pull that call and I went on the internet there's like seven different ones out there on that call but there was the one that was the Giants home radio guy that did the Giants won the pennant. Giants win the pennant. I don't believe it. And to me, that being captured, and they say the way that got captured was a guy was going to work and wanted to hear the end of the game. And he happened to have a real to real tape recorder and he put it up to uh, the mic, you know, to the speaker and recorded the end of the game. And that's the tape you hear all the time. For whatever reason, the local station didn't record it. So think that that call might not be the call that we know it to be if it well it wouldn't be right cuz none yeah. of the other calls are like that cuz when he goes I don't believe it I mean it's just the emotion it's like it, it, that call captures sports you know and it's funny is there's another call to the Gibson home run that Jack Buck did and on that, and I, I think that was the national feed or whatever, you know, the radio feed or whatever. Because Vince Scully, obviously, very famously, but I did an edit on that when Scully said in the improbable, the year of the improbable, the impossible happened. That was like. 60-70 seconds after the home run. When he hit the home run, he he did the call and didn't say another word for 60 or 70 seconds. Just let the crowd was just going crazy. And it was TV. So the sword is jumping up and down, his belly's flopping. <laughs> And then he says that line, so it's weird. The great announcers, and 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 Pat Summerall was famous when Vinatieri made the kick, where it's like a real dry call. If the kick is up, it's good, or some variation of that. And it's like the crowd, you know. And it's like he lets it breathe. And it's funny, the new announcer's not as much. Gus Johnson. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, listen, <laughs> that's fun too. That's fun too. All right, let's do this. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we promised it, we're going to do an extended Vegas preview. On Kansas City, Buffalo, and we've got a little early look at the heavyweight title fight. And AJ goes for five and zero on props.
6: He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of
4: Vegas.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at
4: 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Plus in most eligible states, age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit DKNG.co slash Pick Six States. Void where prohibited. See terms at Picksix.draftKings.com slash promos.
1: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids.
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol.
6: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the week's biggest matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, I got a couple of tidbits
3: here. Mighty good. It's a good day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you, your support. We'll keep supporting you with the best effort to pick winners. A.J. going for five straight and make you laugh and think and smile And a little sleepy if you want to go to bed after. We can do that. Probably not good at seven, you know, 637 Eastern, but in general, we'll do it all. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 83 degrees. The neon is chugging.
6: All right, RJ, let's take a look at the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Buffalo Bills.
3: Okay, now home field advantage used to be three in the NFL. That was if you had even teams, home team, give them three. History, recent history, says that's too much. Last year, obviously, home field was less because of the lack of crowd. But even if you move away from and discount that year, the year before, it was almost break-even home and road. Now, if you say, but RJ, what about big sample size? We hear you say big sample size all the time. Well, what's bigger, the last 20 years or the last year, not counting last year? 2019. You know what? You're right. But the how proximate, how close a year is tells you about, huh, has anything changed in the time from the 20 years ago till, let's say, 2019? Yes, travel is so much easier. Charter planes, the, the professionalism. Oh, they're not on school buses coming from the airport anymore. And the numbers tell us there's been a downward trajectory of the value of home field to the point now that two, two and a half, based on how good the home field is, is the standard. Okay, let's call it two and a half, because Kansas City does have a pretty good home crowd. This line is moving towards three. It was three. It's two and a half. Now it's moving up a little bit. It's in between two and a half and three. So what does that tell us? The betting market right now believes The Buffalo Bills are inferior to Kansas City, the Kansas City
6: is better by a smidge. A.J. Hoffman, do you agree with that? I do not agree with that. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have the worst defense in the NFL. I think the Bills improved their defense in the offseason, and Kansas City's still adjusting their offensive line right now. So I, I think that this is a totally different— you say different-
3: adjusting, with a lot of changes on the O-line. It takes cohesion
6: over time. Maybe they're better at the end of the year, but right now you're not sure. Right, and Patrick Mahomes this year has been under a lot of pressure and he's passing he's completing just about 50% of his passes under pressure well below what he normally does.
3: Where is Patrick Mahomes ranked this year's performance in your quarterbacks? Number 1 Number perhaps. One. <laughs> so so our concern isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. No. But you're saying hey, maybe just maybe there's a chink in his armor. In a high-leverage spot, if they blitz him, he might be vulnerable.
6: I also think the Bills... Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Start
3: there. When I ask a question, answer, then move on.
6: Go ahead. I also think that the Bills are going to play this game a little differently than they did last year in the AFC Championship game. This is you guessing. This is me assuming. All right. They settled for threes... Last year in the AFC Championship game, I think they've learned their lesson. You cannot do that. They got out to a 9 nothing lead. At the end of the first quarter, they were up 9 nothing, and they were feeling really good, and then Kansas City turned it on. I don't think that's the case this year. I think the Bills will be more aggressive.
3: I think this is a very solid point. So let's think about what it means to settle for threes. It doesn't mean you're saying, I'd rather three than seven. I don't like math. No. Everyone wants seven instead of three, but – Are you willing to risk not getting three for the chance to get seven? Fourth and three from the five kind of thing. Now, the Twitter geniuses, they tend to think you should go for it every play, no matter what. There's that one high school that does that, right? Okay, But in general, the league has moved in the direction of going for it more, higher risk. Why? Well, the offenses have gotten better, so it makes more sense. And once someone else starts to do that, there's more pressure on you to do that. Now, one of my great debates is if you watch the Patriots play the Bucs, it did not play like that. It looked like 1995 when it came to who was going for what when. Is that a sign that Belichick is falling behind? Or is that a sign that he understands in given situations it's still right to play the old way? What we I don't know, but I don't think checks falling behind. But what we know is Kansas City goes for it a ton. And what we know is you better go for it if you want to stand a chance if they're rolling. If Kansas City's rolling, and oh, by the way, last week against Philadelphia, Kansas City won easily. Philadelphia punted zero times. So Philly punts zero times and you still lose the game by, what was it, double-digit, right? 11 or 10? I like to 11. Yeah. is That means that you better make those fourth downs, and you're not going to be punting much. So, in general, Buffalo played a little bit old school last year. They would have been, in theory, three plays away from being up 21-0, right? If you kick three field goals, that means on fourth down, three different times you said field goal instead of a chance at a touchdown, If they would have went for three touchdowns and just hit three in a row and listen, three in a row is not easy. No, but if, if you do, you probably got that game one. And let's think about this. When you're the underdog, a high variance play style works as much as we can say Belichick was behind maybe by not going for it in this spot or that spot. He had, what, two trick play, two uh, other people through passes. So he's an underdog in that game, a, a touchdown underdog against Tampa. He
6: played a high-variance game by trick plays. Do you also buy into that being Josh Allen and, the, and Sean McDermott, all these guys, their first shot at a big game like that, an AFC championship game, where the Chiefs had already gone through it last year, won a Super Bowl. The moment may have been bigger, or felt bigger, for Josh Allen and Sean McDermott than it did for Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah,
3: I mean, if you think, about it, at that time, three years before New England had beat KC on that offsides call. The next year, KC won the Super Bowl. The next year, KC, uh, let's think about this. They won the Super Bowl against the 49ers, right? And then the next year was... So, were they the defending champions?
6: They were the defending champions because this was right, right before the Bucs-Kansas City some reason, Super I thought they Bowl. lost the
3: Super Bowl other than San... Uh, but they won the San... Okay. Yeah. So, it had been two years in a row they had made the Super Bowl. This would have been the third... Uh, Okay, I I, I follow you here, and I'm getting the years mixed up, but your point is valid, which is the the Bills were less experienced. And I think you're right, yeah, because... Listen, any I mean, think about you. There was a time you were doing whatever radio, then you got a chance at something bigger. And the first day or two or week, you're not going to be as loose, right? I can remember I had done some local radio back when the Tim Donahue thing had started, and I did some original reporting on that that, was, that got picked up everywhere. And I was in L.A. on business, and SportsCenter got a hold of me and said, hey, can you do a hit like in 20 minutes? I'm like, uh, I did Albuquerque Radio once, you know, it was like one of those things, and let me say, it's on YouTube, I'm never going to retweet it, but you can find (laughs) it, it is uh, very nervous. It's like, yes, and then Mr. Donahue, you know, it was one of those things. So, if you're the Bills, and you're McDermott, I think you're a little tight. I do. Now, here's the catch-22, do you get loose just because it's the next year? Or do you think, oh, my gosh, we've been waiting all year? Because their whole offseason, the Bills, were focused on beating Kansas City. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. So if they get down 10 nothing. Do they look at themselves and say, yep, nothing we're going to do is going to change. Like, we can't beat these guys. I mean, there's an emotional element here that if they lose, it could be crushing. And if they get down big in the game, they could be crushed, the Bills, because they they focus so much on beating this team. I mean, look at Hugh. I mean, this is an old-school reference, but Bum Phillips was the coach of the Houston Oilers, and they tried to beat the Steelers. And year after, you know, it was like one day we knocked, one year we knocked on the door, next day we banged on the door, and the next year, not day, year, we kicked it in. Well, you know, you never kicked it in, right? And then what, you know, so I think you can become the, look at the Bills, were the actually Super Bowl Bills with Levy. That fourth Super Bowl, would they lose? No. <laughs> because they, they thought, Oh my god, this is you know, we gotta do something different. I don't know. I think Buffalo isn't there yet, but they lose this game, it might be snake bit.
6: Could be, but remember, it's just a regular season game, and I also then think, why would winning matter then? Well, winning matters because for seeding purposes, certainly. But it's just a regular season game. But I also think that the Bills are the kind of team that if they get down ten nothing, there's no reason to panic because this offense has shown that they can. Well, put but up that's some the thing:
3: if you get down to Kansas City like that, you've got to stop them multiple times. Yeah. And whatever you want to say about Kansas City, the offense is rolling. It is. And I'm not saying you're saying otherwise, but it's we're talking about are they the best or are they the best by margin is the only question, Kansas City's offense. But their defense very well may be the worst. DVOA is a respected metric. Kansas City's defense, number 32. I call that last where we come from. You got an early pick on the game?
6: I like the Bills. Uh, I I like the Bills plus the points. I'd like to get a three, but if not, I, I may just take a money line. Whoa, 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 mistake. Who wins more close games than Kansas City? The Seahawks are about the only ones. But yeah, they, they, the well, Chiefs see- win and don't cover all the time.
3: So is that the time to say, don't give me the points against those guys? You might be right. Yeah, I I think, in fact, we got to say there's a ban on money line plays against the Chiefs, you know, for a while. Eventually it will turn around. But boy, if Mahomes has the ball late, and plus they usually don't even need to come back. It's usually just got to get a first down to win the game.
6: And this game does kind of feel like whoever gets the ball last has has the best chance to win it with the with the Chiefs' defense being so poor.
3: All right. I, I would say my last point on the game, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, too. And remember, on Friday, we've got the most popular segment of the week is we spend about a minute or two on every game, and I give you one or two things, and A.J. gives some too, especially in the colleges, that you've got to know if you want to know about the game. You might bet the game, you might not, but if you want to be fully knowledgeable about the game, these are factors that other people aren't talking enough about. So the Bills, they've been really focused on their defense, specifically pressure on the quarterback. That was what they did in the offseason with some of their signings and some of the moves they made. I just wonder, do we know how good the defense is? They've had two shutouts, but this has been against – let me just say this. Big Ben, the aged Big Ben, Miami. Which
6: which was a half-two a game, half-percent game. I'm
3: not sure which is worse. They're, they, uh, together, there may be half a quarterback. Washington. So Heineke. And Houston. Davis Mills. <laughs> so they literally haven't. they played the corpse of Big Ben. And listen, I'm a Steelers fan, right? So I feel bad about it. And I give him credit, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't play well at this point. Miami, Washington, Houston. How good is the defense?
6: They've played for Buffalo. They've played three of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and Taylor Heineke, who looks good, but I don't have he much. Doesn't belief. look good. He looks like he might be average. It, but I, right I, or wrong, he doesn't right. look good. Yesterday, you said that we recorded our podcast yesterday. You said. The Bills' strength of schedule. Now, in my mind, I said, "You know what? They played the Steelers, the football team, and the Dolphins early. I thought it was a decent schedule. In hindsight, those age, those those wins and that Steelers loss. None of it has aged well."
3: Okay, I'm going to tell you one more thing about this game.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell.
3: Okay, speaking of the Astros, second favorite entering this game to win the World Series, but. When there was the preseason odds, they were 30 to 1, 30 to 1. This is a team obviously a long history of success and cheating AJ. But what was the feeling in town about the Astros? Was it like, hey, who cares we needed to cheat, at least we won or was it real disappointment?
6: I think it was sort of a or denial. There was a lot of denial, but there was a lot of hey, whatever, we won. They're not so there taking was, the rings there, away.
3: There wasn't a lot of remorse.
6: No, there's not a lot of hat in hand. Like I, I'm sorry, guys. No None one of cares. That. <laughs> but I think that thirty to one is representative of Justin Verlander wasn't going to pitch this year. Garrett Cole left in the offseason. So who was going to pitch for the Astros was the big question. So there were questions about their rotation that they didn't have when they were going to those World Series. Last
3: thing about this Kansas City Buffalo for today is is Kansas City really tired? So think about the games they've played. Cleveland, that was a monster game, and they were down in the fourth. Tough, tough win. Baltimore, another monster effort game. Chargers, they get beat, and Andy Reid goes to the hospital after the game. And then in a must-win spot, Andy Reid rises from the hospital bed, gets A E-card to the stadium to play Philadelphia back at his return to Philly redemption game. And you only play at the other venue once every eight years when they're out of conference. That's a big thing. So where's the rest? Now they got another monster against Buffalo. As much as this feels like a big game, I think for Buffalo, they are focused. For KC, maybe they're a little bit fatigued. AJ what do you think You
6: could be right. This Bills it, 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 the, the Chiefs everybody's going to give them their best shot. They're the they're they're the, the the monster for the last few years. That's who everybody's going after. That's who everybody's gunning for. For the Chiefs it's it's another football game.
3: Well, a little bit more, but not quite that much. When we come back, we've got an above average Thursday night game. And I'll tell you this there's one trend that says play Philly or play Seattle. The other trend says play the Rams. We'll tell you which
6: one's better. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Right out of Vegas!
6: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at tonight's Thursday night football match. The L.A. Rams headed to Seattle. The Rams two and a half point favorites on the road. Now, do you have your prop bet? I do have my prop All bet. All right, hold on. Hold on. Four straight winners, perfect
3: on the season, going for 5-0. I thought he might beg off. This is what the old-school touts used to do. They'll be like, you know, I I booted up my computer, ran it twice, and one of them's almost good enough, but we're going to pass. You know why I went 4-0? and Because I'm discerning with my picks. And then it just lets you be undefeated for another week, we don't do that kind of
6: stuff. Well, I thought you would, but I'm happy you got your pick. I got pressured. You feeling pretty sure about it? I'm feeling good. All right. Uh, maybe You You know what? It may be lucky for me for you to not like my pick, because that's wor- that worked out last week. Well, history
3: week. says no. So we'll do your <laughs> best bet on the prop in a few minutes. Tonight's game, here's the trend that really backs up Seattle. Seattle's quarterback, Wilson, on Thursday Night Football... Last nine games, nine and 0 straight up. Nine and 0 straight up. And of those nine games, only lost one against the spread. All right. So when you lose one against the spread and win nine straight up, it's pretty darn good. Russell Wilson plays well on Thursday night. Now, the question I got to you, AJ, is with a lot of trends, the question is is it randomness? Like left handed quarterbacks with red hair east of the Mississippi after midnight are 14 and 2. What's the correlation? I think a Thursday night trend is important because Thursday nights, like, or unlike, unlike any other night, any other game, it's so short. Think about it you play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, play the next day. Normally, play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You literally have half as many prep days.
6: Do you think that trend, nine straight winners, Russell Wilson, on Thursday night is meaningful? I do think it's meaningful. I think it's important how a team preps on short notice, and clearly Russ is good at that.
3: Yeah, on short rest, good prep for Seattle. Now, there's another trend that kind of feels correlated to it, but this one is league-wide. And McKenzie, pregame.com research, has really driven the research on this one, has done a good job with it. What's the difference if a team has to travel a long distance on short rest or short distance? So our demarcator was 850 miles. If you're more than that or less than that, it's either short travel or long travel. In long travel. And that's what it is, even though it feels like, wow, well, the Rams are on the West Coast and Seattle's on the West. Seattle's way up there, way up there. Look at the map. I'm always surprised how up there it is. Because I'm not great at geography, I can't lie. It's more than 850 miles. It's like 1,100. Those travel teams, so this would be the Rams in this case, 31-44 and against the spread on Thursday night. On Thursday night. So, hey, short rest. Some call it short notice. It is a long trip. Then you go play a football game. Not to mention, historically, Seattle's had a great home field. So how much of this is Russell Wilson? Or how much of it is, as you said in prep, AJ, hey, almost anyone traveling to Seattle, it's going to be a long travel trip because they're way up there. I think those trends together, I don't even have to care which one it is that's more rational. That is, that, which one it is that's maybe the cause of this. Both of them apply and both of them point to Russell Wilson. But there's one that goes the other way. And this is why it gets complicated. Maybe we'll just play A.J.'s prop. We're straight out of Vegas. Here's the counterpoint. Seattle versus Coach McVay. All right. They've played nine times, and Seattle's only won three. Three and six against McVay. Now, considering the fact that McVay has a pretty specific scheme, Seattle's had Wilson that whole time, it feels like that their team-to-team matchup is meaningful and that is advantage McVeigh for sure. So on the game itself, AJ, where, do you have a lean, a like? What do you got?
6: I like the Rams in the game. Uh, I, I I think I worry because that prop or that the stat you just said. Remember McVeigh last week was eight and zero straight up against the, the Cardinals, and mm-hmm. they they took him to the house. So so th- does that mean that? Th- that invalidates this track? It does not. Okay. That, that's my point. And I, I also think that Seattle defensively is still very flawed. And the Rams have a ton of guys who can take advantage of that. Co- covering these guys is going to be very difficult for them. And the offensive line is bad, which is not what you want against the Rams.
3: Okay, we got... Here Here he comes. Let's give him a little intro. Guitarist and founder of English rock band,
6: Led Zeppelin. Oh, wait, wait. Wrong one. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> Four straight winners. A.J. Hoffman. Uh, I'm going to with Tyler Higby over 40 and a half receiving yards this should be a game where the Rams lean on their tight end uh he's proven to be a big a big play guy for them and a lot of defense have had to adjust and take away Robert Woods Robert Woods who was so great last year they've done it here's the deal he's he this is who's taking advantage that he and Cooper Cup only Kittle and Waller have a higher percentage of snaps taken at tight end this season since McVay's been LA Higby's averaged four and a half receptions, 53 yards a game against the Seahawks, about 12 yards a reception. I think it's going to be a heavy diet of Tyler Higby tonight. Higby over 40 and a half yards is my play for tonight. Okay, I'll co-sign it. All right. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds
3: right to me because what I like, and it looks like just breaking... Uh, Chris Carson is out for tonight's game against the Rams. Neck injury, which kind of speaks to—it kind of helps your tight end, right? It means short passes instead of running the ball.
6: No, that's—Higby's the the, Higby's the oh, Rams I'm, tight end.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. This is Carson out for—oh, well, let's think about this. So they run less, they throw more— that means maybe it's a higher scoring game.
6: And which is good for over. Good for me. All right. We got a little business. Yeah. I got to tell you guys about AutoZone. If you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Okay. So five or
3: four straight winners, Ray J. He's got the tight end Higby. Yep over
6: how many yards again 40 and a half
3: all right now remember and I know this sounds goofy if you know you're you know if you're an experienced gambler there are no locks you can win four in a row you can win 14 in a row but that next game yeah if it's a good handicapper it's got a better than 50 percent chance to win but there are no locks he's won four in a row hopefully five but don't bet it like it's done it's a good bet though. Enjoy the game.
6: If you missed any of today's show, including deep dives on Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Rams Seahawks, well, of course, check it out on pod on podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas, and we'll be back Monday, six p.m. Eastern, three o'clock Vegas time, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas.